Hello and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Egler, here with my co-host, Adrian Vonarks. And man, what an episode we have in store for you today. We went so deep on this episode that we had to split it up into a part one and part two. And so today we're talking about our best tools that we would recommend to you for print on demand in 2023. So we're mainly talking about software and tools. We talk about everything from design elements to design software to e-commerce platforms and so much more. So I'm really excited for this episode. And I wanna ask you if you get value out of this episode, if you enjoy what we're doing here, please take just a second and leave us a uh, review on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe you're watching on YouTube, drop us a comment, but let us know what you think about this podcast. We love hearing from you and it helps us grow the podcast for the future. So with all that being said, let's dive into the episode. Carrie, what is going on, my friend? Dude, how are you? I am doing awesome, as as pretty much always. Dude, so I'm doing I, awesome as well, man. Let me tell you, we are we're just so deep in like uh, Calvin's starting baseball season. We just wrapped nice. up basketball season, so he's playing going into first grade baseball. I think he's his. I think this is his best sport. So we're super excited about that. Um, as you know, I'm just been a pickleball fanatic. I already, I, just before we recorded this, I went to the local recreation center, played like two hours, and then I'm going tonight to play with my father-in-law, like another probably three hours in one day. I'm getting like five hours of pickleball in one day. I'm, Dude, I'm you're gonna be pro level in no time. You're gonna be like, you're gonna be like one of the pro athlete pickleballers. Like, you're, you're gonna have your own like card, and you're gonna be Dude, giving signatures. Like, doing I feel the, like I talk about it. Tour. I talk about it at the beginning of every episode, but I'm like, I'm just playing so much. Yeah. It's like, I'm playing too much. Like this morning, my shoulder was hurting. I was like, oh man. <laughs> too much pickleball. I don't know. But it, anyways, uh, I, I want to jump into the episode. Um, but bef before we do that, uh, I wanted to do a quick shout out uh, to one of our listeners who has actually been leaving a bunch of comments, but I want to read one of the comments specifically, just kind of highlight uh, one of our listeners. Yes. I also, man, I know you're going to echo this man and I love to hear what you have to say, but like we're overwhelmed. I think we just spent 30 minutes before we started recording this podcast talking about how much of an impact this is already making the comments, the reviews, uh, even customers that we've, that we've gotten already just from the yeah. first few episodes. We haven't been promoting anything. We're not putting any links in the, in the, in, you know, below these episodes or in the show notes at yeah. some point, I'm sure that we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some, some, we'll have some opportunities to whatever purchase things from us, but, uh, we don't yet. We're just giving free value. And I am just, I just want to say if you're listening right now or you're watching on YouTube or wherever, thank you so much. Like we yeah. are really excited and you're, we're excited about the future, like to keep this going. No signs of slowing down. Yes. We're rocking and rolling every week. Yeah. No, like ultimate gratitude to all of our listeners. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the YouTube comments, all the podcast reviews, like you guys are just so awesome and we cannot thank you enough. So huge shout out to you guys. And um, we actually want to continue this kind of trend of, of shouting out people who leave us comments because we, we want to acknowledge you guys. We, we really, truly appreciate it. It helps us. And hopefully like, you know, we're hearing that you're getting lots of value out of the podcast and that's like really exciting and inspiring for us. So 
I think Carrie has uh, a YouTube uh, comment that he wants to shout out. Is that right, Carrie? Yeah. So I just want to, it's super quick. I just want to read this one from Willow Kid. So Willow Kid over on YouTube, uh, he commented yep. on a recent episode and said, You guys are the truth. Binged a bunch of these. Grateful for your time and wisdom. Keep crushing it. Much love. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, Willow Kid, for, uh, yes. for being a listener. Uh, one thing that's interesting, Adrian, I don't want to go too long on this, but so many people have been reaching out and saying like, I just found episode whatever. And I binged the whole, I binged all of them. Like, yeah. that's like a trend I've been seeing is that like people are like binging the episode. So I'm like, I don't know how we became binge worthy, but I guess it's binge worthy. So, uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, we're, we're putting out like right now we're probably averaging an hour an episode and we know that every listener's time is extremely valuable. So the fact that you guys are, 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 are spending your valuable time listening to us and what we have to say, man, like cannot thank you guys enough. We, we really, really appreciate it. It's awesome. So we just got to keep bringing the value carry. Like we're, we're in it like for the long term. we're not stopping every single Friday. Our goal is to drop an episode. So um, every Friday you can expect a new, you know, episode from the Print On Demand Playbook podcast. And we we talked about before this episode, just as we were chatting, some ideas like we want to bring on we want to bring on guests in the POD community, yeah. both experts, maybe some uh, some some of our students, or yeah. you know that, those kind of things. Anybody who can bring value to the community, we love to consider you know bringing you on the podcast. We also talked about talking about you know things in the news as far as e commerce and print on demand, kind of keeping mm -hmm. you up to date with the current trends and different things like that. Mm -hmm. So you can you have a lot to look forward to uh, coming from the print on demand playbook podcast team over here, and uh, yes. we're excited, man. Let's jump oh, into the man. episode. I'm I'm fired up, man. I feel like, like I'm so excited, man. You got Let's me go. high vibing. Like, we, it's just all the feels. We've just got like the best community, and like I really, really hope that we can just continue to grow this community. You guys are awesome, and and um, we're just gonna keep bringing the fire. So why don't we hop in um, this episode? The the kind of main. Um, the, like the, the main idea behind this episode is tools that we recommend for print on demand businesses in 2023. So what we were thinking is we would go through nine different categories and we would just give you some of our top recommended tools that we use and that we, we hear about a lot of other people using and that we recommend. So those categories are e-commerce platform, print on demand company, design creation tools, design elements, mock-up tools, email marketing, SMS marketing, sales channels, and marketplaces. So if that sounds like something that you guys are interested in, we're just gonna take a deep dive here. Um, if it's not deep enough and you guys want more, let us know, hit us up, DM us and um let us know and we can definitely expand more on these topics but yeah because we're gonna keep it pretty high level for this one i mean what were you thinking gary yeah, no yeah exactly like i think we're, we're gonna try to keep it pretty high level give you just a, a, a very brief description and because we've got a lot of tools on this list like we're looking yeah. at our notes and it's like holy crap so <laughs> we we would like we most likely we're gonna go deeper on each of these in their own their own episodes right like we could do mm -hmm. a whole episode on our design creation tools or oh, yeah. print on demand companies, those kind of things. So uh, we can definitely go deeper into each of these categories. But today we're going to just spill the beans, all Let's the best tools. 
Let's do it. Let's um, do did it. you want to? Did you want to take the first one? Yeah, the first one. I think. Uh, I think everybody. No surprise here. If you're if you've already been a listener, but the first category is e-commerce platform, and you know to quickly kind of tell you what an e-commerce platform is. What does that even mean? Well, it's essentially a software where you can host your website, your actual store. Most of them will manage your inventory. Um, your actual sales can be processed through there. You can see your customer data. It's kind of a you know, if you can think of it like a you know online store in a box, it's kind of mm -hmm. all the basic essentials that you need to build an online store. You, in, in most cases, you don't need any additional software to actually build and launch the store. You could do it with just the e-commerce platform. There's many options for this. You guys may or may not be aware, though. Our favorite is called Shopify. Uh, obviously, most people are familiar with Shopify, but we believe Shopify is the number one platform. I mean, it's definitely the number one for us. I think it is number one in the marketplace by probably by a mile. Mm -hmm. um, but Shopify is awesome. They are, um, they have so many incredible features, super easy to use. And I, I want to mention, I know we're trying to keep it brief, as, but <laughs> I want to mention that probably my favorite thing about the Shopify app store, I've done a bunch of reviews on YouTube of, of like comparing <laughs> and different things. The thing I think that separates Shopify the most is the app store, the Shopify mm. app store. When you go to like the Wix store, and they have these these stores, these app stores, there is no comparison. It is not even uh, not even close. I mean, mm -hmm. you go in Shopify, you search print on demand, you get over three hundred results for print on demand. Mm -hmm. Like that's really the biggest thing I think that separates Shopify. Although there are many other reasons, um, but that's what I had to say. Shopify is amazing. We I think we both highly recommend it. Yeah, that was so well put. All I'm going to say is that I've only ever used Shopify. I only plan on ever using Shopify. Maybe that'll change in the future. Who knows? But right now, it's the only one that I use and recommend. I wouldn't recommend any other platform at this point. Um, I think that there's just too many reasons to go with Shopify. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I think some people are drawn to one like Wix because I think it might be cheaper. Maybe you can do it for free. And I, I don't know how it works, but just... From a capability standpoint for online e-commerce businesses as a platform, I totally agree. Like there's there's nothing more sophisticated. They are the market leader. And I mean, it's like 29 bucks a month after the free trial. Like that's that's really reasonable for everything you get in it's my recently opinion. gone up to 39. News Did it really? Day. Yeah, it's recently, oh, okay. recently gone up to 39, but but if you pay annually. Still. If you pay yeah. annually, you can still get the $29 price point. So, oh yes, yeah. yes, thank you. That that was why, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, both are okay. If you wanna yeah. go monthly, 39 bucks, like hopefully that doesn't break the bank. Um, I think it's a really, really great value. Yeah, I would say, and again, we wanna move through this, but one of the, th a couple of things that separate Shopify from the competition really quickly. Obviously, we talked about the app store. Mm -hmm. Another thing is payment providers. When mm. you go with Shopify, these are things that sometimes if you're new to this, you may not realize you may be looking at Wix or GoDaddy or something like this. And you may be just thinking like, this one's cheaper. Why would I not go with this one? But payment providers, most of the time when you go with an e-commerce platform, even like, especially if you're building, like you're building a store on WordPress or different things, you have to connect to a third party credit card processor. You have to create additional accounts, all this kind of stuff. Shopify has all that built in with Shopify payments. You don't have to do anything really. Uh, and so that makes it really easy to accept payments. Another mm -hmm. quick thing is just for people to know is that these platforms like Wix, GoDaddy, um, Squarespace is another one. These, these softwares are built for 
Joe's plumbing shop down the street or, you know, mom's grocery store or whatever. Like they're built for small local businesses to have a website easily and inexpensively. They're mm -hmm. not built for, to build an e-commerce empire. Shopify yeah. is. Shopify is built specifically for e-commerce, which makes it such a better and robust tool because everything that they, they do with Shopify, they're doing it with the frame of mind of an online e-commerce entrepreneur and the features that you need where yeah. Wix, Squarespace, GoDaddy, these places are catering towards the local business because that's their primary market. So yes, they have e-commerce built in, mm -hmm. not even close to the level that Shopify has. So that's all I would say about, about that. that. That made me think of one more thing. And man, this is what we do. We say like, okay, we're just gonna like burn through all these things. And then we keep having these uh, thoughts that we're like, we need to share, we need to share. We, we like, as you guys know, we don't hold anything back. Like anytime <laughs> we think of something or, or think it might bring value, then, then we share it. So I'm gonna give one more thought and then I promise I will <laughs> shut my mouth on Shopify. Mm. But I have a friend who runs a really, really successful, um, uh, clothing brand in the dog niche. And he actually has been in this space for many, many years. And he originally built his website on WordPress. And he said that he is just getting eaten alive on costs from these WordPress press experts, because every time he wants to make a change, he he's not an overly technical guy. Like he doesn't go in the back end and do stuff, but he has, he has like a consultant, a WordPress consultant that he has to hire every time he wants changes that some of which are really, really simple changes you can make in somewhere like Shopify, but you can't make them there. And even though WordPress, I believe is a free platform, I know they have like add-ons and stuff, but I think its core is a free platform. He, he says he's paying huge expenses on these professionals to come in and make these like kind of what seem like not that crazy changes on his website. Yeah. So things like that can add up too. Like you, you want to take that into account. I'm sure he would love to switch over to Shopify, but he just said that his he website, does. he's so invested in this website. And he's been going over so long that he's still going to WordPress as far as I know. He just thinks it would be a mega project to like switch over. So my recommendation is just start with the best, start with Shopify and you know, it'll grow with you so absolutely all right um so you took that one let me take the next one here so our next category is print on demand company and we have talked about this quite a bit in past episodes uh we've got quite a few recommendations for you guys companies that we recommend and we can vouch for um well so there i was gonna add there many print on demand companies have different purposes right mm -hmm. like they have different, mainly they have different product categories, but a lot of them have different features that, mm. uh, that, that make them special. And so depending on your needs, you know, one of these print on demand companies may fit the bill better for you than another one. That's why we have five on this list. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And that's like, I'm the same way, man. Like anytime someone says like, oh, what's the best PUD company? I'm like, well, what are you trying what to do? You do? <laughs> what, what do you want? Like there's, yeah. there seems to be something for everybody. If you want the best branding options, I'm going to say Printful. If you want the biggest um, selection, I'm going to say Printify. Yeah. You know, if you want like, uh, you know, an all-in-one company that has kind of a single, um, print per, like a single print provider that menu that prints and ships out of the US awkward styles. Um, I think that they're awesome for that. And dude, I will say, man, I was looking at awkward styles, like international shipping costs. They are not expensive. I was like yeah. really surprised. 
um, how reasonable they were. But um, I don't know, how do you want to break this down? Like, we've got five companies here. Maybe we just list them out and then we can talk about. Yeah, if let's we, list them out can... and then maybe let's just talk about a little bit, just like we were just now. You just said, yeah. you know, there's some different things. So the sure. five on the list, the yeah. five on the list, Printful, Printify, Awkward Styles, Gelato, and then I put in also SPOD yeah. uh, on there. So why don't you go ahead with Printful and Printify, just kind of talking about maybe some of the reasons you might use them. Sure. So yeah, the first three are the ones that I'm the most familiar with. They're all ones that I recommend based on what people are looking for. So Printful, I really love Printful for their branding options. That is my number one favorite thing about Printful. If you want to create like uh, an aspirational lifestyle brand or a premium brand, I think Printful's the best. You can put inside neck labels, uh, custom neck labels inside a lot of products. They'll rip out the tearaway tag. They've got really good, high quality embroidery for a lot of their nice. clothes. That's They're really hard always, to find. It's hard to find and it's good, like really good embroidery. We yeah, there's another company that uh, didn't make the list. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to mention their name. I but, think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh man, they do embroidery and we've recently had some posts in the church school students group and it was like, okay, that's a, uh, I guess you consider that embroidery. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. So it's hard to find. I, I definitely, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, and I have had some not good experience with their embroidery either. Thus why I now use Printful um, for embroidery. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy with the quality of their products. They're, they're a print on demand company that really prides themselves on quality. Some pride themselves on speed, like, you know, rapid fulfillment and efficiency. Some pride themselves on product selection. There's kind of like different, different mm -hmm. selling points, USPs for each. And I like that. And, and one thing that maybe a lot of people don't know is you can have more than one print on demand company. Like yep. there was a point where I was actually using Printful and another print on demand company to fulfill products because some I wanted from this other company and then some I wanted from Printful. But um, yeah, Printful, another thing I like about them is they seem to be, they seem to be good about coming out with on-trend products. I don't know if you noticed this, Carrie, but like they just, I don't know, like in terms of like trendiness, and this mm -hmm. is again, kind of goes with that like premium aspirational lifestyle brand. If you want to create that and you want on-trend products, I think Printful is really good for that. Yeah. Their leggings, I think are the best in the game. I don't think you know, they're, they're not Lululemon grade, but they're still really good. And we get, for the most part, we get really good feedback on them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I'll say about Printful. Uh, I also don't think that they're as expensive as people think because they actually have. We found that out on a recent episode, right? Well, exactly. I what episode that was. Uh, no, it was print. It was the last episode. No. Yes. Episode 12. Printify versus Printful. Uh, yeah. Episode was 12. That episode 12? Yes, yep. we found that out. We actually dug in and it was like, oh, Printful is not as expensive as we had previously thought. Exactly. After it, factoring in shipping costs, because they yep. have lower shipping costs than some yep. of their competitors who have lower production costs. And I kind of get why a competitor would do that, would make that would care more about the production costs, because if someone says, oh, our teas start at six dollars versus our teas start at ten dollars even if the shipping is way more then people are going to be more attracted to that starting at $6. So um, yeah, they're not as expensive as people think. And if you do high volumes, you get automatic discounts. They're not crazy. Like I think if you fulfill a thousand dollars a month in production costs, I think you get like 5% off, but that's something like, 
And if you're doing high volume, that stuff adds up. Yeah. Um, so that's just the first tier and you automatically get these tiers. You don't have to be using any paid, like any paid serve, you know, any of their upgraded uh, plans or anything that's on the free plan. So, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's what I'll say about Printful. Then Printify, Printify, I mean, these guys are awesome. They're definitely one of the biggest players in the game. Uh, they kind of like, I feel like a couple of years ago, they came out of nowhere. Like when I started Print On Demand, I didn't hear about them for years after I started. And I don't know, I, I, I would have thought I would have. I was part of communities and other people doing it, but they just had this like kind of rapid rise. And one thing that's cool about them is they have undisputed, they have the biggest product selection, over 800 products. They're always growing. It's easy for them to continue growing their product selection because they are, a, they are a software company. They are a middleman that works with a network of independent print providers all around the world. So they, they find a cool print provider. They just hook in to that print provider. And all of a sudden that whole catalog can potentially be available for Printify users. So that's one thing about them. I also think that they have competitive, really competitive pricing. And it's probably because the print providers feel obligated to, if they're, if they want to compete, like yep. they show in Printify, like if you, if you type in like Bella Canvas 3001, it'll say the, the starting price point for each of the print providers. And who do you think most people are going to choose? They're like, this is the exact same t-shirt. Like, yep. why would I pay $3 more for this print provider when this print provider sells the exact same one for a couple of bucks? I mean, what I will say about that is you do have to be careful um, because some print providers in Printify are really good and some are not really good. And uh, sometimes the price will end up costing you a lot more in customer satisfaction and, uh, you know, customer lifetime value and stuff. So you do actually want to go with the ones, even if they're a little bit more, but the quality is better. You will want to go with those in my opinion, because that's going to lead to more repeat sales and happier customers. And who doesn't want that? Right. Um, so and then in terms of awkward styles, man, like this is another company that I feel like is just Came like out of nowhere, out of nowhere, man. Like I, two years ago, I hadn't even heard of awkward styles. I don't even know if they're two years old, but like what, what, what they've I know been around about, a while, actually, they, they've been around I, a while. They actually, they actually like print for some really, really big companies. Yeah. Which is, which is super cool. And, and what I like about, um, awkward styles is they have one fulfillment center based in California, meaning generally you get kind of better consistent quality when the company controls the whole supply chain. That's one of the issues with Printify is if you use one print provider for one style and another print provider for another, it might be different, totally different quality. Not to mention you're gonna have two different shipping, two different packages shipped, which could increase your shipping costs that you have to pass on to the customer, or you have to eat that in your profit margins. So I like the awkward styles. There's a lot of things I like about them. One, they control their whole supply chain. They have their um, facility in California. They have an awesome catalog. I really like their catalog. I would say them and Printful have the most, like in my stuff. opinion, on trend coolest like products that you can sell they came out with jewelry which is like so awesome because really um one company shine on had had essentially the jewelry monopoly for so many years and there's really nowhere else and i'm not seeing there's anything wrong with shine on shine on's cool i've used them before they're great but it is good for competition you want yeah. options right you want to be able to like if you're using awkward styles 
it's going to be easier for you to just add on jewelry and it can ship with your clothing as opposed to if you add it on shine on separately and then when someone orders something from awkward styles and something from shine on it's gonna be two different packages two full shipping costs and that could you know that could add up so i really love what they have and what they're continuing to add yeah, I would add about Awkward Styles. Um, love everything you said about those first first couple companies. Awkward Styles, a couple other things. Uh, really, really competitive pricing. Um, you know, even yes. if yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, really competitive pricing overall. Going to be one of the lowest. Really think their quality is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen, product catalog is really good. Like you said, another thing is that um, their their team there. I've gotten to know um, a few people on their team. I had to, I got the opportunity to have uh, dinner with them in Las Vegas with their CEO and uh, and some members of their team. Just really great people. Just awesome. Just just really awesome people. They're really focused on creating a, an end to end really good experience for the customer. Mm-hmm. This is pretty crazy. Like they'll if you sign up for Awkward Styles, even you don't have to have a bunch of sales or anything. They will do a one on one like onboarding call with you. They'll jump on Zoom, a member of their team, and they'll actually like onboard you. Without, they're not saying you got to sell twenty thousand dollars a month or something to get on a call with us. Like, they're no, they'll 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 jump on a call with you and help you get integrated. You know, learn how to use their software, those kind of things. Make sure you're good to go, um, even when you sign up. So I love that about them, and their pro plan is really good. By the way, Mm -hmm. Uh, pro plan is really good. Get some discounts, different things like that. Yeah, there's a couple. couple, Oh, were you going to move on? Because I had a couple more things about awkward styles. Go ahead. All right. Every time you talk, man, I think of like more stuff and I'm like, I got to I got to share this. I got to share this. Okay. So a couple things about awkward styles. Um, So this is kind of like a pro tip that I think a lot of people don't know when I compared their fulfillment costs. If you go directly through awkward styles versus if you go through printify, they're actually cheaper if you go directly through awkward styles. So if you were if you were using printify and you're only using awkward styles, you might as well just go directly through awkward styles. It's going to be it, it's going to be essentially the same for you, but you're going to get lower production costs. And I think the, even the shipping cost is a little bit lower and the product catalog is bigger. There are products that awkward styles has that are not currently available on printify and maybe their plan is to roll them out eventually. But clearly, like the, the people that are going directly through awkward styles are getting better like a better deal so well if you think about it it's just like yeah there's a literally if you're going through printify there's just a middleman there the middleman is printify awkward styles has got to pay them to be on their platform so -hmm. if you're going through printify as opposed to awkward styles for this you know if the products are available in printify through awkward styles or directly with awkward styles there i mean it's just like you know what i'm saying like you're you're just paying an extra company that you don't necessarily have to pay we love you printify we're sorry but like it doesn't make sense you know what i mean right right that's like, like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits of using printify is that you have access yeah. to so many from print providers Definitely. but like like we're saying like if you're only using awkward styles just go directly through awkward styles um the other thing i was going to say about them is they have like video mock-ups which are actually really good and they have some yeah. other really good mock-ups as well so i don't know man they just like keep getting better and i am just really excited about the direction they're going yeah all right, so keep it, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, let's keep rolling. Uh, I put a couple other ones on here. The next one I've been I've been talking a lot about on YouTube and different things. It's called Gelato, G E L A T O. This is by no means a small company. They are they are actually a really really big company. 
Um, and, and I think they're awesome for a couple of reasons. We've been mentioning these different print on demands, uh, have different advantages. The two, I'm going to give you two big advantages of going with gelato, uh, uh, over maybe some of the other print on demands we talked about. Number one, I think the biggest thing is they have production partners in 32 countries. So, wow. so we talked about Printify. Now Printify kind of has this going too. They've got this big mm -hmm. network of, of uh, production partners all, all around the world uh, in, in most cases. Here's the difference, okay? In Printify, you actually have to go find a product and then you, you have to pick the provider for that product, create the product. Gelato is completely different. Gelato, you, everything, is, everything is technically going through Gelato. They, these are production partners, so I'm not saying, Gelato's not printing all the stuff, but what happens in Gelato is you just make a product and wherever you sell that product in the world, they're just going to automatically route that order to the local production partner in that country. So I only have to create the product one time. Let's say I go in, I create a t-shirt, create my design listed on my website, and then Joe from you know Australia orders one. Well, Gelato is going to go to the, they're going to send that order digitally over to the production partner in Australia, and it's going to get to my customer way quicker than having to be shipped from the US. And I only have to pay the local shipping costs, right? I don't have to pay mm -hmm. international shipping costs. There's not additional customs fees, mm -hmm. et cetera, and et cetera. Same thing if the customers, you know, Ali's over in Europe and she orders a t-shirt, they're going to route it to her closest production facility and ship it right to her house. So that's huge. Super and cool. it really makes it easy on you as the seller, not having to worry about that. Like Gelato is going to do the legwork for you. Mm -hmm. um, in routing it. Second thing I really love Gelato for is their personalization. I really think that they're the best uh, mm -hmm. POD company if you want to do personalized products. Their mm -hmm. software is just next level comparatively to any other print-on-demand that I've seen, and they're one of the few that's offering personalization. So if you want to offer some kind of product that allows your customer to put a personal touch on it, maybe a custom name, a custom date, a custom photo, uh, different things like that. Um, Gelato is a really great option to do that. Uh, and, and the only other advantage I would say is they do also have some unique products or they kind of specialize in certain areas. Now they have apparel, they have you know common products like that, but like in the wall art or just like canvas art category, they're the, I think probably the best one to go with. If you go over and look at their you know, wall art selection. I mean, you're talking about everything from metal to canvas to framed posters to re just regular posters to foam print to wood to acrylic. I mean, like their canvas art kind of category, wall art category is just unbelievable. So Gelato is really good. And the last one I have on my list is uh, SPOD. SPOD, I just really like this company. I've used them a lot. They're probably one of my most used companies. I mm -hmm. really like the products that they have. I think they're really high quality. They, they, they carry really good products, 200 plus products uh, that you can get with, with SPOD. It's kind of in that same vein as Awkward Styles of like, they just have really cool, unique products. Like I'm looking at a tie-dye t-shirt right now in five different colors that you can sell. Uh, baseball, baseball tee with kind of like three quarter inch arms, you know, different things like this, uh, you know, just really cool products. Pricing is pretty reasonable. Um, and I think overall they're a really solid POD company. So they're, they're definitely one of my favorites.
Cool. Yeah. A, a couple of things. Um, so gelato, I don't know a whole lot about gelato. I know you know a lot more about them than I do. I'm, you know, I, I know a lot about Printful, Printify and Agra styles, but gelato, I don't know that much about. I'm curious, what do you think of their quality? Like, is it on kind of par with these other companies that we've talked about? Well, that's kind of the thing, man, is like, again, they're, they've got 32 production partners, so they're not, they don't directly have a hand in the quality. Now, here's something that's really cool. I, 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 hopefully I can explain this right. This And this will definitely partly answer your question. I brought this up to them. I, had, I was on a Zoom call with the guys from Gelato uh, the other day, two guys from Gelato. And I brought, they, I think they asked me something along the lines of, you know, do, do, do you think we're one of the top print on demands? Like, what's your opinion? Mm. It was kind of interesting, interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to these guys from Gelato and I said, well, one of my big concerns is that you're routing these these products to production facilities, and it's not like you have a gelato quality control person in, you know, Sally's print shop in <laughs> Europe. It's yeah. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like you got yeah. a gelato guy there, like checking the quality control. Yeah. So how can you ensure that the quality is is up to par? And I I, I don't know that I'm gonna be able to explain this exactly, but they said the reason they're different and they have a bigger hand in the quality control with these partners is that they are like, it's kind of interesting. They're not relying necessarily on that production partner to print, to like print the product. They're actually printing it from like gelato is sending everything over there and to print it. Like they're mm. sending the actual like color profiles and different things into that machine, uh, like it was really interesting the way they described it is like all the all that the people at that facility have to do basically is like press a button. Like it's like mm. they're sending them this like really deep, rich uh, file, I guess, data mm. that is like way deeper than you know maybe some other companies. Um, again, I don't feel like I'm explaining that as good as they would, but it, when he said mm. it, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, you know, it's not like I'm sending an email over and being like. Hey, uh, can you print this red uh, design? Here's the design right, file. Right. <laughs> like they're they're integrating directly with that print machine. That's they cool. are getting diagnostics back. They know what the ink levels are. They know if the print heads mm -hmm. need to be cleaned. Like they know those things, and they're directly integrating with those machines and sending over the exact color profiles and data and all this th stuff so that they can. They are in a sense directly checking the print quality if that if that makes sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really really interesting it's like kind of digitally checking that that's cool so I, I, that's... yeah I, they're kind of next level the, gelato in general what i've learned and through talk really through talking to their team is they're kind of like next level on the software and like development side it's like mm -hmm. holy moly like you guys are doing some really crazy things with the tech you know that's cool um, kind of next level so awesome. i don't know if that answers your question but no, that's, that's good. I, I, you know, I hope that I, I want to see print on man continue to advance and make strides and make our jobs as marketers and, and brand creators easier. So, um, that's, that's really cool. Uh, and then SPOD. Yeah. Like I've heard so many good things about SPOD. This is one of, I would say the most popular print providers use in Printify and that's for good reason. Like they yeah. have some of the most consistent, good quality across the board. I've had a number of students who use SPOD 
And if anyone's using Printify, that's definitely one of the ones I recommend. Generally, my top recommendations for print providers in apparel within Printify is Awkward Styles, SPOD, and Monster Digital. Those are the three that yeah. I think have the best quality in apparel um, in that network. So um, very cool. All right. Well, we are literally only on number three, dude. It's so funny, man. We, we, we were like, this is going to go one of two ways. Either we're going to burn through this really fast, or it's just going to, we're going to go deep and then we're probably gonna have to create a part two. So let's just keep rolling. We're in three of nine. Um, do you want to take this one, Carrie? Yeah, we, uh, we, we might have to go part two. I don't know. I guess we'll go. <laughs> we got, I mean, 20 minutes will be at the hour mark. So I guess we just keep rolling oh, and we'll, we'll figure yeah. it out from there. <laughs> uh, let's, let's roll. All right. Uh, category number three is design creation. So we're talking about tools for actually designing uh, mm -hmm. different things. Um, I think our probably our most used tool here that we definitely both recommend is Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Most people are familiar with it. But Canva is basically an online graphic design tool. So you can kind of think of it like a Photoshop, but online. But it is way simpler than mm -hmm. a Photoshop or Illustrator. And it's very powerful. I, I, you know, I just, man, it's so interesting. I, I really, I really wasn't using Canva before maybe six months to a year ago. I kind of mm. just started, started using Canva more. Mm -hmm. I'd kind of dabbled in it, but I really have always used Photoshop for most of my designs. The problem is it's just so complex that like, I can't do a lot in Photoshop. Like, I can do basic stuff. I can create a decent design, but like anything advanced, like I can't do. And what's cool about, or I have to look up a tutorial on YouTube and then I have to follow it. And it takes me like an hour to like remove a background, <laughs> you know, like yeah, same. But, so <laughs> what's really cool is like Canva has done such a good job of taking like the coolest, best things that you would want to do in like a Photoshop and just making them into a button. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, making Automation. them into something that you'd be like, I want to do this. Like the filters that you have in Canva or like the text styles, how you can, you can just say, Hey, I want to, I want to create neon text. Well, I could do this one hour YouTube tutorial on how to do it in Photoshop, <laughs> or I could just press the neon text button in Canva. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. so Canva is super duper simple. It is awesome. Like well worth the money. And it's mm -hmm. not only a tool for, creating print-on-demand designs, but also doing social media um, and so much more. I mean, you can do so much with it. I, I love Canva. I'm, I'm really a believer. Yeah, 100% agree with everything you said. I This is where I tell everybody to start, like especially, especially if you've never used Photoshop or Illustrator or if you're not really well-versed in them. Literally, there should be college degrees dedicated to those programs. And there maybe is, there man. are. <laughs> There probably are graphic design like 101 with Photoshop, but like Canva is where I recommend everyone start. You can easily create a six-figure clothing brand with Canva designs. I I know a seven-figure um, brand owner, clothing brand owner who only uses Canva for designs. So like it's totally doable. You don't need these super sophisticated tools and Canva keeps getting better. Like, dude, they keep getting dude. better. They've got like AI now and they just keep doing things. Like you said, the background removal tool, that was like, you know, that's huge. It is uh, so it, good. It's like, really good. There's a million places you can go to remove a background. Like mm -hmm. you guys can go Google, remove background on photo. You're going to find a million of them. Let yeah. me save you the time. Most of them suck. <laughs> Canva is so good. Like I put, I put the weirdest image in there and I'm like, 
remove the background. I'm like, no way it'll get this one. And then I'm like, it looks so good. Like it does so yeah. perfect. Yep. Uh, uh, it's yeah, awesome. it's it, and it's just so easy to use if you're not like a technical person or if you don't have any design graphic design experience. I started using this probably in 2017 when I first started out. I didn't know it existed, so I hired freelancers to create all my designs, even text designs. I hired freelancers for. But when I found out about Canva, I was like, this is amazing. I saved so much money by using Canva to create my own designs versus hiring graphic designers to create designs that they were probably creating in Canva. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the last thing I want to say about Canva is like, it's actually so much more than just a graphic design oh, tool. And maybe there'll be a whole episode on the capabilities of Canva, but we use it. Like I am in Canva every single day. I'm doing social media like posts from Canva email marketing posters, like sale campaigns, ads, ads. Ad, ad creatives, like designs, everything. And they've got lots of like so many stock templates stuff. They've got so many templates. They've got like, they've even got shirt designs and they're created by professional graphic designers. You can go in there, you can change a couple words. You can change a couple elements. Speaking of elements, they've got an endless amount of elements, tons of fonts built in, and you can really easily add new fonts in there, like upload new fonts. So I just can't see enough good things about this. It is one of my single most used tools in like the print on demand t-shirt space, like easily one of the ones, if not the single one I use the most. So good, dude. All right. Yeah. Keep it, keep it rolling here. Let's, I'm going to combine these next two yeah. Adobe illustrator and Adobe Photoshop. So we just dogged on them quite a bit and said Canva's <laughs> way better, but uh, I would definitely recommend, I would recommend, you know, starting with Adobe illustrator, all the, let me say the entire Adobe suite is, is obviously incredible. It's, yeah. it's kind of the gold standard, right? For uh, graphic design, for video editing, for, I mean, a, a plethora. Yeah, plethora. Uh, yeah, like like Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom, image editing is incredible, right? Mm -hmm. But these are advanced tools. These are these are more advanced tools. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I'm just getting into print on demand. I don't know that much about graphic design. You're probably gonna have a really hard time with Adobe anything for the mm -hmm. you know for the most part, Illustrator or Photoshop. But if you have a graphic design background, you've used these tools before. Maybe you've done some classes. You can do way more advanced things in mm -hmm. Illustrator or Photoshop than you can in Canva. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th this is like the next level, you know, if you really want to create some really complex art and do some amazing things, you know, you might want to look at the Adobe software. Now, Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop are different. Uh, the main thing, as I understand it, I, I actually don't use Illustrator. I don't even know how to use Illustrator. I only know how to use Photoshop and it's not, I don't even really know how to use it that well. But I do I do use it actually pretty frequently just because the simple things that I'm pretty comfortable with. But um, but Adobe Illustrator is more for creating uh, like vector art, which means you can stretch it, you can you can make it really really big, or you can you can resize it and different things, and not use quality or not lose quality. Yeah. Yep. So as I understand, that's mainly the reason you would use Illustrator over Photoshop. Photoshop is essentially going to be your, your image is essentially going to be made out of little pixels. And so as you stretch those, it's going to look more grainy and more grainy. And so, you know, you want to use illustrator. Mo I would say most high level t-shirt apparel designers, they're going to use illustrator as opposed to Photoshop. Um, but I've always used Photoshop. So I don't know. I don't know. What I'm the same as you. I like, 
like I agree with you. Like Illustrator is probably the go-to for most professional graphic designers creating like t-shirt and apparel designs. But I also use Photoshop way more than Illustrator because I don't know Illustrator either. Well, no, I was gonna say every once in a while I'll put out a video or something or whatever, and and I'll get I'll just get shredded in the comments. Somebody's like, "You're not even real. You 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 need to use Illustrator. Like real graphic designers use Illustrator." And I just want to respond right now. If you're if you're a hater and you're like you're like a true graphic designer, I just want you to know that I'm I want to make money. I don't care about what tool it is. Like <laughs> I'm trying to build a successful business, not just be a great graphic designer. So yeah. I, I'm sorry, but like Photoshop <laughs> does the job, and guess what? The designs make money. Sorry, yes. partner. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really have nothing else to say about that. They're more sophisticated tools. If you know them yeah. really well, awesome. Lots of capabilities there that you can't do on Canva. Maybe those will come, but they're not there yet. Um, yeah. So why don't, why don't you pop over to the next one, which is actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, the next one is a Photop. <laughs> Photop is a <laughs> Photop is an online uh, Photoshop clone, like identical <laughs> Photoshop clone. That is completely free. So yeah. you actually open this in your web browser and it is kind of hilarious because it's like ad supported. So it has ads on it. You go to, yeah, I think you just go to photop.com. It's got yeah, ads on it, it, but it is like, it's literally Photoshop. You can open a PSD file. You can do all the, it has all the same little tools on the left. Uh, it's <laughs> layers. It's, it's literally Photoshop. What's interesting about this. I don't know if you have any insight on this, uh, but I've heard there's, rumors that photo P is like owned by, by Adobe and they like put it out there to like somehow make Photoshop look good because maybe they're giving you like a free sample. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like, or, or I guess maybe not owned by Adobe, but I guess people say that like Adobe lets it happen. Mm. Cause I don't know. I don't know how they can get away with it, but it's, yeah. it's cool. Uh, but like I, Adobe lets it happen. Cause it somehow like benefits Photoshop. I don't know. Maybe it does. Yeah. I, I like that's, that's funny. It's like a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Maybe, yep. maybe it's true. Maybe it's not, but like it, it's at, like, I've always wondered how photo P gets away with it. And oh, I, like, I have nothing against photo P. A lot of people in our space use photo P. If you're trying to keep your costs down and it's legit and you can do all the same stuff as Photoshop, why not use photo P? You just have to like see ads like on the side, who cares? Like, um, no big deal. I have I'm like, I'm looking at it right now and it says it, it says it opens like illustrator files and everything like cool yeah like it's it's a legit tool and it's used by a lot of print on demand sellers and, and you know t-shirt and apparel sellers and if it works for you awesome i i have a subscription to the entire adobe suite so i get like illustrator photoshop lightroom um adobe premiere like all yeah. these awesome products and so i just pay for like an all-in-one like for the adobe suite so i i just use like illustrator photoshop but if i didn't have that i would i would i wouldn't hesitate to use photo p it sounds I mean, great the, the only thing i would say about photo p which it's interesting it, it, i've i've pretty limited use of it i'm the same as you mm -hmm. i pay for the adobe suite um but uh the only thing i would say about it so it does i didn't know that they had this before but it does have an install button on there where maybe you could like download the the actual software i don't i don't know i haven't mm -hmm. done it yet so i'm just but there is an install button but what mm -hmm. i found in my limited experience is that because it operates in the browser it can be 
slower than like mm. a, quite a bit slower. Sometimes you're trying to open things or use a tool, you know, especially in, if you have a bigger file, like you're editing something really big, it can be can be a little bit slow. So that's kind of something you have to might have to deal with. And if you're using a, a computer that doesn't have like a lot, you know, a lot of processing power, it might be a little slower than something like Photoshop. But I'm I'm with you, man. Like if I sense. if I was you know, if 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 I if I wasn't if I didn't want to pay for Adobe, I didn't have the resources, whatever, like it's a really, really great tool. Or if you only need Photoshop because that's all yeah. you know and you don't use any of the other tools, you're like, yeah. why wouldn't I just use Photopea? <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. I, yeah, like I, I've always been surprised why Photoshop hasn't gone after them, but like that actually, like maybe it makes sense. It's kind of like someone's gateway into the Adobe world. Yeah. You know? so, uh, do you want to take the next one, yeah. uh, the next design creation tool here? The last one I put in this category for design creation because I've been using it so much and it's been blowing my mind. Uh, we've talked about it before. It's 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 called Mid Journey. M I D J O U R N E Y. It is artificial intelligence design creation through you know text to design. So you put in text, it creates a design. And I put Midjourney on here because I've been just testing a bunch of different ones. This has been my favorite one. It's mm -hmm. it does have a free level, but then it's I think it's ten bucks a month. That's what I pay. I pay ten bucks a month. I get like two hundred generations a month or something. And it's just incredible. It's just it's mind blowing. And the kind of the quick, very very quick process of how I use it is I like to use Midjourney and Canva together. And basically you go into Midjourney, you tell it what you want. Say, I want a picture of, you know, uh, 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 I don't know. I can't even think of it. A rabbit. A penguin on a bicycle. I want a penguin riding a bicycle. In fact, I'd like a black bicycle and I'd like the penguin to be smiling. And can you do it in the style of Picasso, Picasso, <laughs> right? It, you literally just put something like that in. It pops out four images. You pick the one that you like, or you tell it to generate it again, or you tell it to do variations on one. It'll give you four more variations. You pick mm -hmm. the one you like, you upscale it. Then you take it over to Canva. You can remove the background. You can edit it if you like in Canva, add some text to it, and mm -hmm. voila. Like I'm talking like 10 minute, you know, 10 minutes, you've got a freaking cool design. Uh, you, you can do some amazing, amazing. stuff. So I, I'm totally into the AI thing. Uh, I think it's like revolutionary, especially for the print yeah. on demand space. And and so I'm yeah. really, really digging everything that is going on at mid journey. Yeah. Anything that can save us time or money and, you know, AI can save us both. So um, there's so many ways that we can use it and there's so many new features. AI, like it seems like everyone is coming out with an AI feature. Now Shopify has uh, AI generated product descriptions. Now, did you know that? Like you I can go that. into Shopify and you just give it a couple details. Like you just say a couple things about your product and it'll literally spit out a full product description for you. And they're good. Dude. Like I tested this myself. They're actually really good, but like, so does Canva place it now. Uh, I'm pretty sure place it now has AI, like everyone's got it. And it's just, well, we use, exciting. we're using, we use Kajabi also for our courses and coaching programs and they've come out with, like a course generate, like an outline generator and like an email, email subject line, AI thing. And like, I mean, it's, it's unreal. It's cool. It's cool. So I, a couple things about mid journey and I want to know your feedback on it because you actually know more about mid journey than I do, but I have played around with it and I think it creates really good art. I agree with you. It's like the best AI art tool. Um, so one thing that's kind of like, it seems like the AI art space is like evolving really fast, but 
there's, I don't know, there's kind of like a gray area with like the design. So a couple of things I heard about Midjourney is, first of all, if you created designs from a free account, I don't know if they have it anymore because things are changing so fast. Like ChatGPT seemed free like a month ago and now it like costs money. Um, but what I heard was for Midjourney, if you create art, um, if you were using the free plan before and you create art, it goes to the public domain and everyone can see it. It's showcased in Midjourney and people can even use it. I don't like I don't know all the details around this, but that was one thing that I heard. And then the other thing I heard is you didn't get copyright over that art. Like other people are allowed to where it's like in the terms that other people were allowed to use it. But here's the problem. The terms are changing fast because AI just kind of like came out of nowhere. And now everyone's like freaking out and like trying to change terms and stuff like that. So that's one thing that I was curious about. Um, it because yeah, I mean, I feel I, like there's a lot of like copyright issues that now are starting to like pop up. And I know like a lot of artists are saying, oh, like this was clearly taken from my art. Like this was inspired by my art stuff that yeah. uh, Mid Journey spit out. Do you know anything about that? I'm, I'm curious. Not really, to be honest. Like I, I need to look into it because I've had an account for, for a while now, like a few months. And I really just been paying the 10 bucks and haven't paid much attention to like how that's changed. Mm -hmm. um, but I know you know, I know that uh, in, in, at least the last time I read the terms, you know, everything could be commercially used. Like you could use it in print on demand. You could sell it. It was all original. Yes, I'm sure it's inspired. It, it, the the way that AI works in general is, and I thought this was really interesting. I was listening to a podcast, you know, and they were talking about like, is AI going to take over whatever, take jobs, or all this stuff. <laughs> but like the way that AI works is like it can't make something like completely new, if that makes sense. Mm, mm -hmm. Everything so is drawing from data. It's essentially mm -hmm. an algorithm and a computer and it's just drawing from data. So if there's no, so as humans, we can create something new and that's something that in theory, AI will never be able to do. It will never mm -hmm. be able to create, like to actually create, it's all drawing from past. So I think it's important when you go into AI to understand that like, yes, it's drawing inspiration, whatever, pulling data from art in the past and different artists and different things like that. You know, I was even, I was even, I was doing some stuff yesterday. I was working on a, that landing page for a program that we're working on. Mm -hmm. And it was, I, I had the term laptop in the, in the, in the text. And I was noticing that not all of the images, but a lot of the images were coming out with an Apple logo on the, on the laptop. What? And I was like, I was looking at it like, <laughs> this is what it thinks a laptop is. You know what I mean? Like it's pulling the data. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, so it's kind of interesting. I was like, man, I should probably take, if I use any of these, I should probably take the Apple logo off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some of them didn't have it. Like probably 75% of them didn't, but then there was some, I like zoomed in and I'm like, that's an Apple logo. I didn't put Apple in the text, you know? Right. Um, that's interesting. So it's definitely interesting, but I don't specifically, I don't really have an answer. I, I definitely want to look into that because I, mm. so I do think it's, it is unique art because mm -hmm. it, it it's not art. It's not directly copying anything, but it is pulling all this data and taking insp inspiration and, and then creating something out of that. Mm -hmm. um, so it definitely it definitely can have similarities to other stuff. And um, as far as the public domain goes, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Like like even if you just go to midjourney.com and click on explore. Like mm. you're gonna see the community feed there, and inside Discord, unless you pay for their like premium tier on Midjourney, I don't remember what the exact pricing is, but if you pay for their like m 
premium tier, you get a private feed. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you do that, it's all it's all private. But in Discord with with my, like the, with the plan that I have for ten bucks a month, I can see everybody's art and they can see all my art, and I can even like probably upscale their art and mess with it. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's something that you know that's that's maybe a little bit of the risk you take. Yeah. I don't personally worry about it too much, but you know I could see how that could be. A, con- a concern for sure. Yeah, I mean the capabilities there though are unreal. Like mm. it is, you cannot argue that it has unreal capabilities. And, and you know these things around copyright and stuff, they're they're probably changing on a day to day basis. So for real. For it's real. just like everyone's job to keep on top of that. But you know I'm with you. I I wouldn't hesitate to use it for now and then you know keep an eye on it for sure. Figure out as it goes. But um, all right, why don't we jump on to number four of nine, dude? Like this is we're almost an hour like in. part two, man. We're, we're this is going to be like three hours long and we don't expect anyone to listen to us for three hours straight. So, <laughs> so we'll have to break this up into two parts, but let's, let's, let's take number four here. So, um, so, so far for the categories, we've done e-commerce platform, we've done print on demand company, we've done design creation tools, and next is design elements. So for anyone who doesn't know what a design element is, essentially it's just like a, 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 an image or an icon or something like that that you can use in your art. And a lot of people will use this, you know, if you have a t-shirt or apparel brand and you are you do a lot of text images and you just want to like throw a little icon to make it unique to your niche or whatever. There's so many different ways to use this in your art. But um, there's multiple places that you can go for design elements and we've listed a couple of our favorites here. So I'm just gonna list all four and then we'll kind of like walk through each of them. The first one is Canva, of course. They have like tons of design elements that, that are available in there. Then you've got Creative Fabrica, then you've got the noun project. Then you've got um, Envato Elements. Oh, this one you added, Carrie. I uh, is that part of Placeit or is that because I know Envato owns Placeit? Is that because I know Placeit has a lot of design stuff? Is there a separate tool for um, elements? Yeah, it's com- completely completely different. Interesting. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Didn't know that. Learned something new today. Um, and then you've got Etsy and then Creative Market. So these are all places that you can go and get design elements. I literally have used every single one of these. I have a Creative Fabric account, a Noun Project account, Canva. I love going to Etsy for um, for design elements, but I'm careful with Etsy because there's a lot of copyright infringement there. True. They literally steal other people's design elements. Um, or they'll just I think take I put Etsy on there, by the way. I think I put Etsy on there. Oh, did you? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I've I've gotten art from Etsy. There's so many good, there's so much good art on Etsy. You just gotta be so, so careful because if if there's so many, there's so much copyright infringement on Etsy and that's like my biggest hesitation with it. And it's a big thing in the news right now. I don't know if you've been hearing about this, but people are saying it's just a hotbed for like trademark violations and copyright infringement. Like everyone's probably seen Disney products on Etsy that aren't actually Disney products, but um, I digress. But Etsy can be really good for finding design elements. Uh, You just wanna try to find out and and try to know that they're 100% original because if someone steals a design element and sells it on Etsy and then you use it, from what I understand, and I'm not a legal professional, but from what I understand, you can actually get in trouble for using it, even though, even if you weren't aware that it was, a, you know, that it was a stolen um, element. So 
Um, and then Creative Market is just awesome. I think Creative Market has so many good, like it's good for so many things, for design elements, for mock-ups, for so many, for patterns, fonts, it's amazing. So um, I don't know if I'll go through each of these. Really, they all have, like most of these tools have something more than just design elements. The one that is like pretty much only design elements is the noun project. I've actually been using the noun project for years and I actually I don't heard of that any, one. Dude, I, I don't know anybody else who's ever used it and I don't remember how I heard about it. It was probably from somewhere in the print on demand community where is someone said they were using it. Is it free? So you you can get an account. I think it's like nine ninety nine a month or maybe it's nine ninety nine a year actually. It's really, really reasonable. And I've used those icons for logos. I've used it for designs. Like they've got icons Dude, for everything and they're created by professional uh, designers. Am I seeing this wrong? It's 333 a month unlimited set. Am I that seeing probably, that right? That's probably right because I was on a plan where I was paying like, I'm pretty sure it was 999 a year. Nine, Maybe it's 999 a month or you feel okay. yearly 333 per month. Oh, maybe I was that paying 999 a month. Wild. But for how much I used it, like it just gives you, it's an alternative to somewhere like Canva where everyone's using Canva elements and there's nothing wrong with that, but it just gives you more variety. So they claim to have over 5 million art quality icons and free photos. I've never used the free photos there, but I have used the icons so, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm looking at like, like I just looked up heart and I'm like, these are, these are like, these are like way better versions than you would think of like an icon. Like they're actually yeah. like super cool and the cool the cool thing about icons is like you can easily change the color and everything they're going to be transparent like all that stuff so man i gotta look at, i gotta get this tool this is sweet it's cool. it's cool i use it a lot and another cool thing about it is like when you click on something like hearts it'll show other art that's featured by that same graphic designer that looks similar to it so if you're looking to put like certain shapes on like a design let's say you want like a heart a star and something else that's kind of similar to like a an icon like that, that graphic designer, a lot of times they'll create like a family of icons that all look really similar. Um, That's awesome. And it's really cool for that. So I'm in. Yeah. It's been, it's been like my go-to for so many years and no one ever knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, so let me, let me talk about the, let me talk about mine. Cause my, actually I put Invato elements on there, which I don't know yeah. that you've, that you've, that you're familiar with. That's kind of been my, one of my go-tos mm. um, for, for, I've been using it for years. The reason I love it is because it's also pretty affordable. It's 1650 per month. And that gives you access to 12 million creative assets. Whoa. Um, dude, there is, so how do I explain this? It's kind of, it's basically creative market. If you had everything unlimited, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. it's not, there's, it's not, it's not a specific tool for print on demand or apparel, but it's like, it's just, it's creative tool. So like some of the things that, that apply to print on demand and apparel, the, I would say the number one thing I use it for is fonts. The fonts mm. are so good. Like there's 30, there's 34,000 plus fonts. And, um, they're just like, like you got a lot of you guys, if you've ever been to like defont.com, you know, there's like thousands yeah. of fonts on there, I go but too. it's like, are they good? Are they that good? Like some of them are kind of like, like I would say most of them, it's like, mm, when you go to like Invato elements, like they're like super high end fonts. Like you can create really, really nice stuff. So fonts, um, there's like graphic templates. Like there's a lot of t-shirt mock-up templates that you can use really high quality t-shirt mock-up templates. 
there are design elements, although I don't think that they're not, they're good and you can find sometimes find really good ones, but they're not as good as some other things. But like, like, uh, like, you know, if you look up like football or, you know, you look up something, it'll come up with different design element packs that you can kind of, uh, one of the things I found in there that I use a ton was state flags. Like you could look up mm. state flags and it, and I got a whole pack that was just free and they were like really good, high quality, nice art, things like that. But then they've got like music and social media and like photos and like wow. just a ton of stuff that you can use if you have any kind of online business. But there are a lot cool. of really cool things uh, related to print on demand and apparel. So I, I, man, I've been using that for years. Like it's, it's a really good tool. Dude, you for just sure. taught me a new tool. I just taught you a new tool. This is, this is uh, awesome. I, I didn't know, like I've been using place it since like, forever mm -hmm. uh since like 2016 or 2017 and i didn't even know that envato elements existed so this is like i'm nothing trying to like place understand it. the difference like yes, nothing yeah, like it, place it, it place it seems much more like mock-up focus i'm just going through here and i'm not seeing much as much about mock-ups and it's more about like fonts and photos and um it's like creative market music. or i think creative yeah. fabrica is kind of the same way i could creative be fabrica does have a cool variety of stuff too yeah. the way you described this was reminding me of creative fabrica so i have a creative fabrica account it's mostly known for um it's like a marketplace like an all-inclusive marketplace you pay a really really low like monthly or annual fee yeah. and then you get unlimited access to like fonts and graphics and uh, digital files and lots more than that That's too. Great. But you, one thing I like about Creative Fabrica is like, you can just take their elements. And as far as I know, they're like, like if you have a license, you can use them in your design, even if it's just like that exact um, digital file, like that exact yeah. graphic, you can just throw it on a shirt and use it. Whereas a lot of, um, a lot of tools like I believe Canva, you're not supposed to use the exact graphic. Like if there's a graphic in Canva, you have to make it original in some way. You have to change the text or you have to add like an yeah. element to it or change elements. You're not supposed to, from what I understand, just use it. Whereas Creative Fabrica, as far as I know, like they're like, no, you can just use this. Like you can throw this on a shirt unless, yeah. unless they've changed that. But last time I heard that they were okay with that. Yeah, that's. I think that's how it is with most places. Same thing on like Envato Elements. Like you pay sixteen fifty a month, and you can't just go in there and find a picture of something and then just put it on a T-shirt. Like you have to alter it in some way, add text to it, and then it, then you, that grants you the commercial license to use it. So, dude, I'm really pumped. I learned some today. I'm gonna. I'm that noun project. I'm gonna jump on that. That's a no-brainer. Like it's cool, man. You know, if you pay yearly, I don't even know what does that come out to yearly. Like thirty-six bucks, forty bucks <laughs> for a whole year. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it flies under the radar. It's, it's, it's a really good tool. If you're, if you use a lot of icons and stuff, you know, uh, well, throw it in Canva and then put some text with it and like, boom, like you're, you're rolling. Dude, I do it all the time, man. That's, that's yeah. like my go-to. I love it. I love it. <laughs> For fonts. I do use Duff font quite a bit to get fonts. I do I as well. I wasn't awesome. dogging on it. Yeah, no, I think it's an awesome tool. You can literally put in like Star Wars theme or Star Wars, and then it'll come up with all these fonts that look like Star Wars font, yeah. or you can put Christmas. So if you're creating like holiday specific ones, you can get, they just have something for everything there. You just got to be careful because some of them are free for commercial use. And a lot of them are not free for commercial use. You actually, if you want to use them commercially and sell with them, you have to get an you have to upgrade. Like you have to purchase a license for that font. And I just, but, I just found like, cause man, I've been using Defont for like, even before I was in apparel. Like I've been using yeah. it forever. 
Uh, I just found like found like there's definitely a there's definitely like another level of like quality and fonts mm. like up from defonts. Like if you're really wanting some premium stuff that looks really good, you know, like I, I fonts are like such a interesting thing to me because like so many designs are just text based, and if you get the right font, you get the really oh. nice crispy, just high quality font. Man, you can create some really cool designs, and so I just found like yeah. like. Uh, you know, as opposed to like using elements and Vato elements, like I've been able to just find some like incredible fonts on there. They're just like, Oh, I would never get this quality on Defont, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like I've had so many text, but purely text-based designs that were six figure designs. And I attribute a lot of it to the font. I didn't just pick any nilly willy font. I look for trendy fonts or I look for yeah. a font that was relevant to that niche or, or like very strategic. And I think we're going to have to do a whole episode on fonts. On fonts? Um, like on fonts. <laughs> oh, like, man. Dude, I could talk for hours about fonts. Like Welcome we could do the multiple font episodes, episodes on it. <laughs> no, no. I, no, I didn't say duff on I said on fonts. No, I mean, I, I just meant like a whole font episode. Welcome to the font episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But Creative Fabrica also has really good fonts. So they sound a lot like Envato Elements, actually. Although yeah. I don't know if they have like the music and all, all that stuff. But Yeah, I think Envato um, Elements is not just the design space, which it looks mm-hmm. like Creative Fabrica is maybe a little more, Fabrica is maybe focused a little bit more on that. Elements yeah. and Vato is like video editing, social media, graphic design. Okay, like just, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot encompassing it, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in there for t-shirt cool. apparel, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think there's much more to say about design elements. Like we've got, you know, six different places you can go here. Um, all of them are awesome. Uh, I, I found out about Envato Elements. It sounds awesome. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, so We've, so we are now through four of nine, Gary. And so got, let's see what we got left. We got more in. So what you can look forward to in the next episode, we've got <laughs> mock-ups, which is a, man, that's a, that's a good category. That's a biggie. Um, we've got email marketing. We've got SMS marketing. We've got sales channels. You know, mm-hmm. what are the best platforms and different things? Mm-hmm. And then we've also got a marketplace category on here. Um, you know, if you want to go on a marketplace, so quite a bit to talk about in the next episode. This was, I, mean, I think this was a good one, man. I yeah, knew it was going to go long, Adrian. I oh, knew it. Dude. I didn't know, man. I was 50, 50. <laughs> I was like, we're going to burn through this and it'll be fine. If we ever or, say we're going to do an overview, don't believe us. Yeah, <laughs> no, we do only deep dives here. We yep. only deep dive. Can't help ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a lot of fun though. I'm actually really excited to talk about these other ones and I hope I hope the listeners are too. So why don't we wrap things up there for this episode and stay tuned guys, because part two will be coming a week after this episode. Um, Is there anything else you want to say, Carrie? No, thank you for listening. We're sorry we couldn't get through all of it. (laughs) More content for you. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. You guys are awesome. And we will talk to you very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you're listening from. Thank you so much again, and we will see you very soon. Hey.